to all of those who loved him, all of us who still look for the black number three in the field, if you look real hard, they say you can still see him there. If you listen with us to the following song, well, perhaps you just might feel him here with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, here to remember Dale Earnhardt. TC and Jake. Hello, folks. I'm TC. He's Jake. This week, we have a special guest joining us. It's Matt Brunig from the Internet. Hey, guys. People's Policy Project. Thank you for having me. I'm in studio today. Yeah, this yeah. is the first time. Uh, you could probably talk closer into the mic oh, if you okay. want. Here we There's go. There's really no, you can no move such it. thing as too yeah, close. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, you know, different setups, you know. Um, yeah, no, we were comparing setups earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just talking shop. <laughs> That's what the boys said. <laughs> That's right, yeah, yeah. I um, feel like, um, who's that guy that fills in midday who did his Make-A-Wish with Kevin James? Monty. Oh, Monty. Monty. Just yeah. Monty Mayor, I feel yeah. like this is my, this is the equivalent of that for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Getting to go to the set of King of Queens? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there I am, where the magic is made, you know? This is, you guys got me into podcasting, you know? <laughs> and it, was, uh, it was fortuitous that you'd be here where our, uh, our question of the day does happen to be which companies have the best culture. Which, yeah. And I think you can speak on that. Oh, man. You know, there's millions of companies. It's a tough place to start. <laughs> you know, if we got to do all of them. You know, maybe if you say, well, of the top 500, you know, the big ones, you know, you give me some time, I can bang out a report. But <laughs> the best one actually is like uh, just a, I, I know you're not going to like this, man, but it's just a mom and pop tackle shop in our Arkansas. Oh, damn. That's the number one company yeah. culture. Kind of flies in the face of the uh, small operators are bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I feel like you have to have a minimum employee level. Otherwise, it's it's just the family, right? It's not really a culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just the, it's a husband and wife team and they yeah. love each they other. They love each a other. Ton. <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> it's an unbeatable company culture. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, you know, when I was working at the NLRB, the uh, one of the big offenders were um, that we would get stuff in were... Uh, family-owned Chinese restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like, they were they were pretty... A lot of them, apparently, are not above board in the way they treat their staff. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I, get, I get some bad feelings about the way the workers are treated in, in China in general. And this, this, to hear them exporting that does not make me feel good. I think I, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to the other day that... This came up and they were like, yeah, the one, it was a Chinese-owned Chinese restaurant. And uh, he worked there and he was like, the guy who was the boss would just knock shit on the ground as like a test. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which actually doesn't seem like a horrible, you know, managerial move. You know, it's not great for the worker, but you're going to get, you're going to gather some info. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I also heard that anecdote. So it must have been two bears, one cave because I've, I've been mainlining it. That and I did also listen to the uh, the Adam Friedland show episode of uh, Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast. I'm in on Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast now because I found out that Shane is a Notre Dame fan. No one had told me that before. Yeah, I mean, it's really kind of a net push on the week, though, for you. Please, uh, what are, oh, go did, on. What What is it? You think I'm going to let this go? This is, I'm going to mention this often. I'm going to send you clips. I'm going to... Tell you my favorite parts of Jason Garrett and Jack with no K's broadcast. Good, good, it's that. Yeah, that's fine. 
That's fine. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. We'll see about that. You uh, were the <laughs> one that played months. their USFL stuff, and you said it was great. I didn't say it was great. I said it wasn't terrible, but I don't know that. You're uh, the number one Jack fan. That Jack Collinsworth has the gravitas uh, for yeah, no, a Notre Dame football gig. But he also has never uh, dove into the window of a speeding vehicle trying to finger a woman at a company party like their previous play-by-play guy for a Notre long Dame time football. ago. <laughs> And he's done a lot of learning and growing since then. Yeah. All right. Uh, that, also, the White Sox aren't playing today. You'd have to that put would, that you get a real treat of that culture. one. Yeah, so I don't get the full experience. I think that they are. No, I looked to make sure that I didn't say that <laughs> because if I looked and they were, delayed. I would have not said that. Uh, no, it's blacked out for us. Okay. Which is, you know, fucked up. You should see what the NLRB can do about that. Yeah, yeah. Blacking out uh, Astros games. They're blacking all the way up here? Yeah. But we, we can't, like, it's not like if I had cable that the Astros would be on cable. Interesting. So there's just no option to watch yeah. where the White Sox are playing the Astros. Yeah. That's blacked out because they didn't sell out? Is that how that works still? or No, it will, I, I subscribe to the, you know, the out-of-market okay. ML, the service. Yeah, so, yeah. like, you know, if you're in market, then you just have to buy whatever cable package. But they'll sell you all the out-of-market games. But then the way that they draw the markets... I see. Uh, all of Texas is both Houston and the Rangers. Oh, they're playing the Astros. Yeah. I see right. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So uh, the the real one is uh, whenever I um, was uh, spending some time in Southern Nevada and keenly interested in the results of baseball games, uh, the blackouts there were every team in California – Plus the Diamondbacks. There has to be no worse a situation. This is some real minutia. I'm yeah, sorry, it's boring. Guys. I had more. I, I have better content than this. Have we ever asked you? And if we have, it's been too long about the barstool union thing. I think we have. Oh yeah, I don't know that you have actually. That one was pretty quick. You know, we uh, filed a. You know, he he put out some tweets. What saying that he was if anyone tried to unionize, it was something like that, right? They'll, that he'll fire you. He'll or, fire you, <laughs> and then yeah, and then the ch- charge was filed, and then he got a labor lawyer. Is that not allowed? <laughs> You're not supposed to do that, you know. I, I, I got an adverse ruling in the the DC Circuit recently on this, unfortunately, uh, but because uh, I tried to do the same thing, the same thing with the Federalist, uh, and that that didn't. <laughs> That didn't play out the way I wanted it to. Um, is it? Is it that? I mean, <laughs> I I've I've listened to all of your <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. on it. I I kind of felt like like yeah, it was it was very. <laughs> there's a lot of moving parts, but it it kind of sounded like it would be worse if it went the other way. Like potentially. Oh yes, no. If if they had uh, if you know the the long story short on that is he did a tweet just like uh, Portnoy did a tweet that said, "Hey, uh, if anyone unionizes, we're gonna whatever." And in both cases, they go, oh, you know, we're just jokers. We're just, that's what we do. We're flamethrowers. We're media personalities, whatever. That's like the defense. And the relevant inquiry is what would a rash, what would a reasonable, objectively reasonable employee think about this tweet? Would they be a little bit scared to unionize after it or not? And that's really kind of like, it depends on the judge, right? The ju- you know, we like to think, oh, it's objective, but really whatever the judge looks at it and goes, you know, I think an employee would do this. I think an employee would do that. Portnoy gave up immediately. He just, you know, settled, took down the tweet, did his posting, whatever. Dominish of Federalist, he spent a whole year fighting it all the way up to the D.C. Circuit. And the D.C. Circuit, instead of 
they they were trying to overturn all sorts of crazy shit. Instead, the DC Circuit was just like, oh, we looked at it. We don't think a reasonable person would be scared, and they just threw it away. And so all the stuff they were trying to litigate, the underlying yeah. legal issues, they they just didn't. Like touch they it. wanted a Supreme Court case where they're like that, like know, I couldn't file because yeah. I'm not an employee or something like that, which is very well established that you can, but you know you never know what the Supreme Court. Yeah, they get can, anything yeah. in front of this court. Yeah. Do they take into account like whether or not reasonable people actually work for the company? <laughs> No, you know, I mean, well, they it, check their it, it's uh, just, company culture index. <laughs> imaginary, reasonable person. That's what they were trying. Yeah, yeah. No, under the hood of all of this is we're basically saying, Judge, we want you to look at this and just kind of give your best effort, right? Like that's pretty much it. You know, yeah, pretty the, cool system. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, something like trying to judge whether something's a threat or a joke is like. I don't know. What what is the objective? How how do you do that other than say, well, I have a judge. He knows a lot of things about jokes and stuff, and so we'll, we'll leave it to him. <laughs> what is the, the uh, huckster judge? <laughs> like, there's a lot of elected judges. Can like how how what sort of qualification? Could you be a judge? Have you ever thought about being? A yeah, judge? you don't even need to be a lawyer to be a judge. You don't even be a need judge. to be a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, and, more, right, and a lot of and a Dude, lot I've, of. I've you know. got. A, you've been asking me what my plans are. <laughs> TC, how are you ever going to make money again? Uh, done, dude. Because there's judge. no way Steve Harvey. Uh, passed Great point. The bar. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> Have you ever watched Judge? Uh, was Judge Steve? Is Not that what they're calling it? No. Uh, I went recently after watching some stand up and did watch it, and it's. Pretty electric. I, well, I watched I one, is. and the case was they were going to contribute to a funeral. You know, it was like a family. We're all going to put in money or whatever. Uh -huh. And one family member covered for the other family member, or they gave them money, I think, but it was too much money. So this was the person that was collecting the money. So they over-collected, mm -hmm. and then they used the excess to get a, uh, a Brazilian butt uh, lift, a BBL. <laughs> <laughs> So, Steve, Steve is made to <laughs> these cases. So we had to figure out how to settle that issue. That's uh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, uh, for a while, I know I've told you about this, Jake, but uh, Megan's dad was, was doing poorly for a little bit a couple years ago and uh, like medical stuff. And uh, so we were spending time over there um, just, you know, helping out. And uh, the, the like big rituals, he just loved watching Family Feud. Oh, yeah. And so every day, whenever it came on, you know, UPN or whatever, yeah. we would all, uh, you know, gather around and uh, make it a ritual. It's time well spent. That's, that's If you can find a group to watch it every day with, I you can't live a better life. Yeah, that that that's kind of when we would do, like, let's just put on the TV for 20 minutes before bed. And there's never been a more tired formula that I'm not tired of. <laughs> like, it is the yeah. exact same every time. And I'm, like, yelling, like, her breasts. <laughs> yeah. Show every me your breasts. Every time. I love when the whole crowd gets involved in the reveal. Like, I love it. Hot dogs. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. I'll fall for it every time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't, Jake, do you have it? Well, first of all, I this is, you know, awkward for the guest podcast because this is more just the personal story. And. I guess if you boil it down, I, I don't know how well I'm going to be able to sell this story. Um, and you might you might think it's dumb, but it happened to me, and I, I've got a burning sensation in my heart that I need to, to put it out there on the podcast. Do it. Uh, on Sunday, um, popular recording artist The Weeknd was in town. And uh, he's, he's a favorite of the wife and I, so we uh, we, we made a trip down there to uh, to see it. And uh, walking out, we, uh, we've been 
for years. Like this, the show got scheduled, canceled for COVID, or moved back here for COVID. That one then got moved back here to this. Uh, and so it's been a whole thing. And so like we, because we were on like the original thing, we ended up, we could buy face value tickets that were like good seats because, you know, they'd canceled our tickets or whatever. Um, and so we were on the floor and leaving, you go, go through like the, the really nice Cowboys areas. Mm-hmm. And that's just like seeing a weekend concert at like this, like they had like recordings of Jerry playing as you were walking in. <laughs> like, <laughs> Welcome to the stage. <laughs> uh, and then like seeing like a uh, jeans art with like a bunch of, I mean, we were, I didn't see a single person older than me at the concert. Yeah. Um, They're and, not real, real stoked on what she's commissioned. Or maybe more stoked. I don't know. But it's it's not what she imagined whenever she was picking it. Right. She was uh, she was figuring uh, Cowboys fans. And so <laughs> walking. <laughs> the high cultured of our lot. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But just, you know, something that if it was like a, a bedazzled F-150, they'd be like, this is art. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> And so we were we were walking out through like the nicest you know like the part that you can't get in unless you're in like the the special section and uh, walking it, like under one of those pieces of art as we're all filing out was a guy who had like uh, pulled himself aside because he needed a minute mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know yeah I mean like my guess is cocaine but could I don't, be anything I don't think I've seen anyone. Like that zombie dat, like like it was. That doesn't uh, feel like cocaine to me. That feels like your hallucinogenics or. It it wasn't that. There was like more going. Like he was shaking a little. He had the eyes. Okay, uh, now I'm back leaning cocaine a little bit. Yeah. That uh, it, it wasn't fully this, but there was a, a meme that went around of a, a guy like a couple was on vacation in uh, Mexico and the room service. Uh, thought that he'd found cocaine, but it was instead ketamine. And so, so he did a cocaine amount of ketamine and like just forgot who he was or, you know, what earth is for a little while. And uh, like his eyes in, in that picture, that was that was a little bit of what I was seeing. <laughs> to render aid or? I did. I mean, I think if it were me, the last thing I would want is for anyone to acknowledge that I'm around. That's true. Unless you're like dying. And, and then. You're willing to make some concessions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, like, he was near enough to, like, staff. That yeah, I, yeah. I kind of yeah. felt like if someone was going to do something, like, they got a walkie-talkie to call an ambulance, I'm sure. But I, I don't even know if it was that. But I, I'm just, I mean, I, I guess, I, I don't feel like I'm especially good at knowing when other people are high. Like, it's, you know, a lot, like, <laughs> Megan especially, like, whenever she drinks a lot, the way to tell is uh, like every five minutes she'll say, I'm so drunk. <laughs> it's the only change. Everything else is exactly the same. Uh, it's uh, th- or To me at least, uh, you know, I'm just, I, I don't feel like I'm uh, especially adept at reading these cues. So whenever I'm like looking at someone like, man, he's like really, really gone. Uh, you, you, it's, it's a, it's a, a special, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this man I saw, I wish, I mean, <laughs> Of course, uh, the first thing that I was thinking of what you were saying is I need to help him. But <laughs> some part of me really wanted some sort of memento of this occasion, yeah. uh, a video, a picture. Okay. <laughs> but I, I feel yeah. like there's no way to do that while uh, still being a good person. That's true. You know, what I was thinking is like uh, in the uh, Jerry Jr. sex tape 
situation. Like, I don't know if that's been settled yet. I'm not, I haven't looked at the county court website, but what if that woman just wanted a couple pieces of art? Like, to, she picks them. She doesn't take them personally. And every day when Gene is walking Al Michaels and his wife pass there, <laughs> the, the, the horror face. art is just up on. No, she gets to pick something. Oh, she oh, gets to put, to put it, it in. Yeah, like she gets to put her flair and taste in the stadium. And oh, then, I love that. And then going more. forward, that's mandated that that's how they have to settle everything. Yeah, yeah. So it just slowly, yeah, the whole like collection if, <laughs> becomes under the control yeah, of various like, people with grievances. If uh, if <laughs> if <laughs> if the if the practice bubble falls on you, oh, then you get okay. <laughs> then you get to uh, pick out a few pieces. I mean, yeah. There's no doubt that person was paid, but as a recompense. Paid is where it starts, my friend, is is my understanding. It's a tragic event. Yeah, yeah. No, prayers for the family, most certainly. But more prayers that they got to have some art picked up. Uh, you guys haven't uh, covered Cowboys news too extensively on on the Brunigs. Do you you have any thoughts on uh, Rich Dalrymple being fired, uh, Jerry Jr. having a sex tape, et cetera, et cetera? Well, Well, you were on with them for all that, right? Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, we covered it with you. Involving you. Yeah, okay, well, I guess you got all your thoughts. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) They're memorable to me. Go check it out. I recall it now. Yeah, no, anyways. Yeah, what's going on? Did, did they have a they had a preseason game, right? Did you cover that today? Uh, yeah. Should you guys get to uh, it's it's such a sham, dude. We did. <laughs> What'd you see? Uh well, it's still a lot of penalties, you know. Oh man. So, you know, you what always about those gotta, draft picks. How are they working out? More penalties, you know. You draft a guy who was heavily penalized in college and mm. then he's out there getting penalized, and it's you know, the big thing is rest versus rust. Right. That's yeah. really the the yeah. continuum that you're trying you to, to balance those. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I went to a baseball game with my dad on Sunday. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, he was not like super thrilled with how much or how little the starters played. He was upset. The starting you know. pitcher? No, the oh. well, yes. They were breaking down the Cowboys game. He's like, "Did you watch game. last night?" I was like, "I all got to the both. first." Okay, it's okay. like a sports turducken. Wow, yeah, man. you yeah. are all sports to that man. Yeah, and he, uh, but he was also fucking befuddled. When Martin Perez left after six innings <laughs> and it allowed two runs, you know, like he yeah. wasn't even on like a heavy pitch count. Yeah. And he's like, what, what? what are we doing? Did you yeah, tell him about that. the times through the order penalty? No, I didn't really get into like, all right, well, he'll get rocked if they, no, I didn't get into that. Um, I did tell TC this story already, but you probably haven't heard it. I want to hear it again. Okay. Yeah. I told it on the air yesterday, but uh, yeah, so my, my dad was like, uh, he, was hired he started working at ups when he was either 17 or 18 Mm -hmm. and so this would have been like 1975 or 76 dedicated his full career to seeing what the nlra would and would not allow i mean honestly he didn't get into management until like probably the i want to say like mid 90s maybe later he worked there until he retired like he worked there for like 40 years or something and uh and definitely pre like OSHA, <laughs> and when they were still like a private company, it was a fucking war zone. And I remember like his friends telling like stories and stuff, and Lynn being like, "That sounds like a, the mob to me." Yeah, yeah. But uh, I say all that to say like, he's not like the most culturally aware guy, and never has been. Mm. Like he doesn't he he'll say things to me like when Top Gun Two came out, he's like, "Oh man, I remember the first one." 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. Like stuff like that. Whereas like, you know, I hear some people who have like their dad got him into this type of music or this type of movie. That just wasn't the oh, deal yeah, yeah, at yeah. all. Uh, he worked like 80, 90 hours a week and that was pretty much it. Um, he was involved very much so, but culturally just big gap. And so, yeah, we're probably talking about why the starters didn't play as much. Uh, we're just talking family, talking, <laughs> you know, work stuff for me or whatever. And then there's like a minute lull in the conversation. And some dads are pretty okay with that. My dad is not. You know, he felt like, all right, well, we're at this baseball game together. Let's let's keep the conversation going. And so after about 50, 60 seconds, he goes, so what's Ben Affleck ever done? <laughs> <laughs> I just would have no idea how to take the, like, like what did he do to you? Like, <laughs> I really, the, what, it, what it ends up on a, his actual question is, like, what big movies has he been in? Yeah. Would, would have ranked, like, last for me just because I feel like we all know that he's in a lot of big movies. Yeah, but I knew right away that, like, somehow he had... And I pretty quickly knew what I it was about. I thought it was about. a commentary on uh, well, the value of acting. You know, yeah, like, well, no, he's I, not building anything. No, what, he, what's he ever done? I knew right away that somehow he had seen a news story, uh, or uh, like an Us Weekly, about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck being together again. And he's somehow aware of Jennifer Lopez, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, How unlikely? Well, it's old guys, hot have, woman in her fifties yeah. or something. Music's a little easier to. You don't have to go to a theater. Yeah, or, Super Bowl yeah. performance stuff like that, right? And I pretty quickly after I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about, Pops?" It was like, uh, "Oh, okay." Like he saw a news story involving Ben Affleck, and in his mind, like this guy's a spare. You know, yeah, she deserves so much better. Yeah, like he's <laughs> upset that she would accept yeah. so low, and so I'm like, you know, he was in Armageddon, and I love that movie. We watched that together when I was younger, and he gets pensive for a moment. He's like, that had to have been 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what are his recent hits? Yeah, it's what it's yeah, he's what like. Do I just lately? don't. I just I don't understand. I understand what this, this guy. It was very Grego and Sean Salisbury. That's amazing. Uh, Keyshawn, you know, he's like, just tell this guy. He's nowhere near J-Lo's quality. And I could not stop laughing about that the next five innings of baseball. Have, uh, have you seen The Accountant, Matt? I saw, you know, maybe five minutes of it. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of the, it's, it's the only uh, autism awareness action movie I'm aware of. Yeah, that, that's why I was, yeah, I was initially presented it like, oh, and I was like, mm, no, it's all right. I think it's great. I, Do you get that a lot? I think it's a wonderful movie. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have enough followers that, you know, I do get people in the DMs quite frequently being like, hey, check, just check it back on the good doctor. <laughs> <laughs> just, I know I sent this a couple months ago and a couple months before that. Yeah, I mean, that's just, just quality television for anyone of any, you know. DC got really into it for a while. <laughs> I It's just that they the networks, they put out too many goddamn shows. Like, there's no chance. Like, I'm not going to dedicate the rest of my life to staying up on it. Like, I, I would have to. They put out yeah, a lot of episodes. Yeah, but it's the only one with an autistic doctor, though. <laughs> if there was a network that show like a, that I was going to watch every episode of, it would be that one yeah. it's an amazing show yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was particularly fond for a while of new amsterdam <laughs> i know i think you would have loved that one okay yeah it was uh he, <laughs> i think i only watched like five episodes which was a lot for me but he was the renegade uh doctors head of a i don't know i guess he was the head of the whole hospital who cared about people over profit 
Okay. And the tension. The way to go. The tension therein was. Whew. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. The administrators some... would come in. They'd be like, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Pull the plug. Like, God damn it. This is a person. <laughs> <laughs> and they just did that a bunch. And. I really like it. Do those it. things really conflict? I mean, in that setting, because you just you just do more and more care and get more and more money. Right? <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I never really thought about the fact that that's how the whole thing is set up. <laughs> I uh, I watched uh, Mission Impossible Fallout this week, and uh, I don't know what that is. It's the most recent Mission Impossible. Okay, cool. And uh, <laughs> it's the best movie that's ever been made. I have no idea how people who like like if, if if you're a kid now and like you see that like just I don't know how you would watch like other older movies that didn't have as intensive scenes like I, they're just they're getting too good it's it's breaking the mold I'm worried about it I don't, I don't have know. anything for you on this really. <laughs> I, yeah, I can no, tell it's that. kind of a yeah uh, but <laughs> I, I just I want to let you know I mean you know you're going out of town this weekend uh, if you guys are looking for something fun to do okay it's, uh, it's on yeah. Paramount Plus okay <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it five ninety nine a, a month paid <laughs> what Trump stuff do you have um, well there's been a number they got of things. him again <laughs> there's been a number of things over the last couple of weeks where uh people had been uh saying I, I i can't wait till ijb covers this and i think that we've largely let them down um but uh so i, I don't even uh, this was a good one. Oh, okay i'm uh, excited about this already oh, here we go this is uh you know i think the day that uh mar-a-lago got raided uh we have a uh elderly cuban woman she's lived in south florida for 58 years and uh Believe it or not, uh, South Florida Cubans pro Trump. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. so she she just wants to explain that and uh, ask some questions. I oh, mm. I'll figure it out. Mm. That's really wrong because okay, if this happened with Trump, why has no happened before with Hunter? Everybody know what he's doing when he's locked up. Why is not doing with big guy like somebody know who is? Why is not doing something to him? Why is not doing to Nancy Pelosi? Why is not doing to her too? Because her husband it was the other day he was arrested for DUI and she went to Taiwan and the same day that he's supposed to go into court. And what happened? He's out. He's freedom. That's something wrong. I would watch I if she replaced Tucker, I would watch that show every night. <laughs> every single night. That is such an awesome, awesome accent. Hunter is great. Yeah. yeah that that's phenomenal. What about Pelosi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one is uh that one is quite good. I mean she had like the topics ready to go there yeah, was yeah. very little delay in between you know shifting from one I, thing to the uh, next i i was i did a double take i'm like i should look this up she's right he, he got a dui yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. do we never talk about that i don't i don't know dude i think uh he killed his brother in a dui when what? he was like 17 or 18 i didn't know that something like that yeah he's had uh he's had quite a few run-ins I would think that if I had ever killed my brother in a DUI, I would never do another DUI again. Yeah, you would think, but that turns out that's not usually how it goes. <laughs> I mean, it's been like uh, 50 years, I'm guessing, 60 years. I'm sure that he's old, right? It would be awesome if she had a fucking 30-year-old husband. 
He's a he's an unusually good stock trader. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, that's probably why she likes him. It's mine. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the the news I always get on him, especially from the right. And you look at it, and you're like, yeah, man, he. I don't know. There's something suspicious going on here. I don't. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, if he uh, could trade like this, he should be able to raise billions and you know funds for for everybody now it's just running his personal account just just <laughs> killing it yeah his uh nancy pelosi's husband killed his older brother in a 1957 sports car crash jesus he so was, yeah as i said he's had time to forget i guess but boy. 65 years ago yeah. what's he supposed to do think about <laughs> think about this every time he gets yeah. behind the wheel a little drinky yeah i don't know <laughs> yes the answer is, is definitely <laughs> yes i hope yeah. so i you know, I was I I don't know. I I know that I'm an idiot for this, but I I really want like everything to be good and like uh yeah, it's like I I was very confused. I don't know. I don't care about uh you know, China, Taiwan. <laughs> okay. <and> that shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like uh whenever Pelosi was going over there, you know, people were having threads about like how this is a real foreign policy faux pas. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone was making the point uh, that she's uh, uh, just long like uh, believed that uh, China's human rights abuses are one of the big issues of our time. And she wants to be a moral leader on this topic. Uh, you know, White House be damned because Biden didn't want her rocking the boat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm like looking at that and I'm like. I want to hold on to this so bad, but then like the next tweet from another account is like, "Yeah, your husband made another trade today. It involved like all fucking Chinese <laughs> and Taiwanese companies. He's netted like ten billion, or, you know, whatever." Uh, I don't know. I don't know which of those two things drove her decision to, uh, you know, go against the advice of every single person and uh, go over there. But why didn't she? She should have taken LeBron. Yeah, I don't know if he would have gone. I think that he also has strong feelings about it. <laughs> yeah, that. that's true, too. Yeah. I also, uh, just to finish up with our, our uh, Cuban cable news host here, I believe her logic for why would they come after Trump was he's a big, he's a big man. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, that's just, I'm, I'm with her, you know? Like, people who are, are big should be completely protected from this sort of thing. Do you think that she means like big? We should be raiding the homes of the homeless. Like in profile <laughs> or riches? Oh, right, or do you yeah. think she just means like physically? Oh, I think she means profile and riches. Yeah, yeah. She's saying, look, normally we don't go after the big wigs. Right. So I'd this like to... is suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> How come he doesn't get the free pass that we've been handing out to all I the mean, other it's ones? I mean, it's not a bad point. On it's really not. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd say this is a good start, uh, in my opinion, ma'am. Oh, uh, this isn't the video, but uh, and and we touched on it whenever we were talking with George. But this other uh, tweet I bookmarked. I've been learning a lot about Walt Disney. Oh, dude, you gotta get a job. (laughs) I know it, dude. (laughs) You have to just something. I uh, because from Walt Disney, I moved to uh, he he did some stuff for Lookout Mountain. Which uh, just imagine that in an Alex Jones voice. I'm sure that he talks about Lookout Mountain all the time. Is that so? That's not like Bohemian Grove related or something. No, but you know, if you know about Bohemian Bohemian Grove, like you probably are up on Lookout Mountain. Lookout Mountain was a uh, Air Force laboratory in the Hollywood Hills, uh, where they needed to document the uh, nuclear tests 
like they needed to have like top level videographers and photographers, uh, you know, like just with the cutting edge of, of, you know, recording what was happening. And, uh, so yeah, they, they had, there was a, I think that it was initially like air traffic control for Los Angeles was all routed through this, uh, this one building in the mountains hmm. and then it was decommissioned and then they were like, we're going to move. But for 20 or 30 years, it was, it was secret, you know, like it was not, uh, on the books. It's not like they were advertising, Hey, we have a base here. Um, and you know, the, the point of putting it there was so that, you know, all the top video people that are working in Hollywood, that they could leverage their, uh, you know, knowledge and everything. And so there were a number of famous people that like came through and did things. And, you know, of course they still don't say what those things were. And, uh, Walt Disney was one of those, uh, but Lookout Mountain was eventually decommissioned and tell me if, uh, if this doesn't, uh, it's, it's currently a private residence. I already looked it up. I'm sorry. Jared Leto lives <laughs> lives in Lookout Mountain. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Five million feels like a steal. Uh, yeah. Nah, I, I mean, LA I'm sure property? he had to do a good amount of remediation. Right. I know he added a pool. Okay, yeah, that's probably, which that's is, probably big. Which is super tight. <laughs> you know what that made me think of, too, is like, uh, I, I guess probably it was because they were able to get Trump, although it did cost them Roseanne. Yeah. I feel like prepping culture has really receded. Yeah. Like at I, one point there were like three TV shows about it, like yeah. reality shows. And you would see people like where they would tour their home where they had a silo, like an underground missile silo. Mm-hmm. And they just lived in compounds. And it doesn't feel like I see as many ads for that anymore. I don't know why. Because it does also seem like they have you can only stuck with the, the world. You can only be at a 10 for so long, I think. Yeah, and it was a different kind of ten, right? When, once it you, doesn't feel like the underlying conditions have like right, drastically that's what I'm improved. But you used to see ads for stuff like that. I mean, especially around here, billboards. Fox News had a lot of prepping commercialization. Yeah, your friend from high school was featured in a reality show about yeah, bugging yeah, out. She, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> she explained how she was going to kill her cat. To uh, like, she was just petting the cat. Like on, she was on the, one of the National Geographic show. It was mm-hmm. Doomsday Preppers on National on Nat Geo Channel, and she's like petting the cat and like with her hand is like making the gun. She's like just right here, just right. At the what base. was what was the survival purpose of that? Uh, she thought that the, weigh she, her down. She wouldn't. Yeah, the cat would weigh her down, okay. and if she just <laughs> left it, that you know, who knows what the remnants of society were going to do to this cat. Oh, right. So. Put it out of its misery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they were like walking because she's lived in an apartment in Houston, but like one of the, <laughs> one of the fucking uh, rooms of the apartment was just like supplies, the whole thing, like well-organized, like mm-hmm. floor to ceiling supplies. And they're, so they're just like, God, what an amazing job it must have been to be a producer on, this, I on know. that show. Yeah, They're just asking her like practical, but like, so what are you going to do about this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like one of them was like, what are you going to do about the cat? And she's like, you know, glad you asked. I've thought it through. <laughs> and I remember too, that she really had the consumerism portion of prepping down. But when she tried to like uh, recreate it, she ran slash walked like three miles and was gassed. <laughs> she was just like, I can't do this. Like I did not think about the fact that this will physically test me to get yeah. to my gas drop yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. It's not just Kit. You got to also. It's too bad. You got to get that fitness up. Move the bug out vehicle closer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's one option as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so here's another amazing clip. This is... Uh, 
Oh, uh, the final thing on Walt Disney. Okay, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So you know how, because uh, that, that thread is how I learned about the Cap Cities thing that we talked about. Yeah. About William Casey, the director of the CIA, uh, exerted, it appears, a large amount of control over ABC. But um, you, know, you know, whenever they were building Disney World, they had the whole thing about... Uh, Reedy Improvement? Huh? Yeah, but like at, just as he's assembling the land... Uh, it was all through shell companies, mm-hmm. so that people wouldn't see okay, like, yeah. oh, Walt Disney bought land, so I should buy land next to it and then sell it to him at a higher price. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I've I've long known that like he was buying it through shell companies. Uh, the two guys that set up all of those shell companies, they uh, are very practiced at that because they're the two leading guys who do it for the CIA. Hell yeah! How do you think he would have met them? Just you think they're just on call? Like if you just you know give it like the, just anyone they'd be like. So I understand you know how to do this. Would you mind? I love it. Or do you think you they might I have had it. a prior existing relationship <laughs> from Lookout Mountain? Um, but yeah. So anyways, uh, January sixth committee. How's that? Have you been enjoying the January sixth committee? I've been plugged out of that. To be honest with you, have you been? You've been keyed in on it. Is it? Did he do it? <laughs> it looks like he did. He did, yeah. Uh, I've been going back and forth. There's, there's time like, I've watched in total probably like uh, two hours of coverage. Okay, and some of it feels like it's been very well spent, and uh, others of it, it's like, yeah, it's fucking government proceedings. Shoot. Yeah. Um, I think I it was one night, probably the night this came out, where I'm just kind of looking at the phone doom scrolling as i call it you know Uh and uh and there was a lot coming in yeah and so i've not watched a second of it on television Mm -hmm. but i probably did watch seven twitter videos yeah yeah i've done that much yeah yeah and that josh holly jogging yeah that was great and memes you know people put music to it that was really that was a great (laughs) night um this one's actually great though so you may not have seen it if you haven't been to I had a, I, the, the one like a little batch of highlights that uh, I, I've got it here, but I'm not going to be six minutes and you guys don't want it. But uh, the, I had read the Overstock CEO. I, I don't mm. think he's their CEO currently, but the guy who founded Overstock.com like, okay. just has a bunch of money and like he's just living his life. He's doing what I'm doing now, except like uh, he's rich. <laughs> and, uh, so he was looking into this whole election thing. Okay. And, uh, he, he got in the, the orbit of, uh, Michael Flynn, like Michael Flynn's like, you know, oh yes, the overstock guy. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so the overstock guy has a personal blog where he writes long posts and, uh, just cr- crazy threads everywhere. He was, uh, talking a lot with uh, Maria Buntina, is that the, the Russian spy? Uh, I don't even remember if I'm getting all the the letters right in there, but uh, you guys know who I'm talking about. He, she was de- like he was among the targets that she was like trying to pump for information. He's like, you know, I don't know. He had a lot of wild takes on it. Um, but uh, so at the time, like like in January, uh, you know, like. Uh, he he was writing about how he and Flynn like just fucking crashed the uh, and I th- I think that Sidney Powell was with them. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, what a just bad like <laughs> just like showed up to security and like uh, said it loud enough enough times that they were like I guess we should let him in uh, and like rushed the Oval Office to like get their ideas to Trump 
And uh, reading the post at the time was nuts, but then uh, someone put together like a, a highlight video of uh, just all the times that people were asked about it. Like, so they they have the people who are there like describing what what happened from their angle and just like to compare with this guy's like you know beautiful espionage story to other everyone else being like. Yeah, those fucking idiots would not leave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, was a fun fun angle for me. But uh, you yeah. mentioning Overstock.com mm-hmm. uh, in a political context made me remember the time I was definitely down bad the worst when for like 10 minutes i believed that wayfair was tra- trafficking children uh, i've still got questions that was bad dude that was where my epstein thing went to i was like what are we what? come on the weekend that broke was my uh spiritual awakening weekend uh okay. so i was i was i was in a mood to hear him out <laughs> uh, so bad <laughs> so bad um but yeah so this is uh we we all saw the uh the video that uh trump released on january 6th uh but now we've got a director's cut god so um, good <laughs> yeah i just want to play this and we can enjoy it you tell me when when you're ready sir who's who's behind me <laughs> see someone He's got it. He's got around. We're all clear now. I know your pain. I know your hurt. We had a election. Let me say. I know your pain. I know your hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. Get back. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. When I, got- I think that one's so funny to me because James Austin Johnson did a parody of it. And it's like Trump talking to his kids. And it's, I mean, it's honestly, it's, it's pretty gross to watch in retrospect, but like oscillating between we should burn this whole fucking thing to the ground <laughs> because nothing this bad has ever happened. And I know how you feel, but go home. Like, I love it. I had a real uh, what an order. I, I, I can see the counter arguments here, but just I really hung up right off the bat on uh, I know your pain. I know you're hurt uh, because you could it could be uh that the second one is a why you are hurt like uh but i i think that it makes more it would immediately springs to mind for me is he's uh it's the contracted it's y-o-u apostrophe r-e mm-hmm. and so like then his parallelism is totally falling apart like i know yeah. your pain <laughs> right. and then using a different form of your in the next <laughs> sentence I, it's, I don't like it yeah i don't think he thought about that too much neither did any of they <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's not a big deal 
Um, I think that that was uh, most of them. Uh, yeah, of course we liked uh, OMG Babe Glad having fun in ROK. <laughs> what? Uh, the In one of the January 6th trials, they were like going through the guy's texts in court. And uh, one of the texts was like from his wife. And like as he's like, you know, fucking uh, crashing into Pelosi's office, his wife's texting him, OMG, babe, glad you're okay and having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like when you finally got a weekend with the boys. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's what he says. I fought off four or five cops and we stand victorious. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, so, great. It's like a LARP. <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun. Yeah. Oh, my God, babe. And you're okay. It's That's the same tone as uh, your wife uh, replying to you when you told her that you'd uh, gotten lost at the music festival. Right. Yeah. She's like, oh, great, dude. That's. I'm glad you're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> having a good time. <laughs> like I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Uh, I didn't keep. I knew there was no chance you were. Speaking of you, Matt, actually paying attention to this. It's. I don't know. You know. The Jan Six stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's dragging. It feels on. like it's for morons. Well, that feels like it's by design. Yeah, like because they, they got so much justice to to get out. Yeah, but they they're take. They need for, to do like a two hour true crime, and then just be done. You mm-hmm. know, then you, that's good. I'll watch that. Yeah. I'm not gonna do twenty hours of hearings and stuff. And it's spaced out. I guess it's what because of vacation. But like they're not doing it again for a while. I don't. Think. Oh yeah, yeah. Congress is uh, yeah. recess. Yeah, I don't. I probably won't be any more interested when it starts back than I am now. It's just unclear to me what exactly is going on. And who fucking cares? Like, like, yeah, they're, they're memes. They're, they're they're putting a lot of damning evidence out there. You yeah, know, I, I'm starting to think he's a bad guy. But like, uh, <laughs> having been convinced, uh, now what? You know, like right, yeah. at the end, they uh, they vote on impeachment, yeah, right? No, yeah. they already yeah, finished that. No, yeah, like uh, so. I just, I don't. Got to Yas Queen Liz Cheney. That's like ultimately the only only thing that comes out of this. And then yeah. we move on. It's too far away from the next election to it'll be gone in the back, you know, so. Yeah, and I kind of feel like it's, uh, I if anything, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like the chance to do any of this stuff had to be like before uh, election. Like, it, I don't, I think that it looks pretty fucking like I don't, you're really feeding into the uh, uh, South Florida uh, woman's arguments if you're like doing it as the election's <laughs> unfolding. Yeah, no, no, it would look worse, but at least you would at least have something to be like. Well, we're trying to drive down his, you know, poll numbers or something. Now it just it's all going to come back. Do you think he then. runs again? And do you want him to? I think so, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't know if, you know, it would be amusing if he ran again, for sure. Um, Would you vote for him? You know, I I regret my vote in 2016, Um, you know. TC did vote for him in the primary. Oh, yeah. It was strategic, you know. Matt understands good, good politics. Yeah, hey, I mean, the Clintons were trying to get him to win the primary. So, yeah, you know, everyone was being real smart about that. Do him a little solid. It doesn't really hurt us at any, you know. He's well. He's he's unelectable. So. I mean, I do think that Hillary is correct that anyone else would have been harder for her. No, they are right. They're right that yeah, like he he was her their best only bet. Shot of but, getting close. <laughs> you know, he's also the biggest risk. So uh, you know, yeah, no, a different calculus. I 
I have another thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, this isn't funny at all. Oh. Um, but uh, we just, I don't know. It, it, I think the ideas come up a lot on the podcast, and I've been thinking about it a lot. This is going to be a long question. This is going to be oh, longer geez. than like a Bob length question. It's going to be a book. Okay. Um, but just like, uh, I don't know. I've just been thinking about like uh, the, the things that uh, like make up our country and like society and our lived experience. Uh, they just like are, it just, it seems the more I think about it, like uh, that uh, paying attention to politics is in some like, of course, uh, you know, like make things as good as you can, you know, like that's a it's a fine principle to have. Um, and, you know, it's like all, all the, the fine men and women out there trying to uh, get good policies enacted, uh, you know, they, they have my support. But like, it's just such a small portion of like what actually life is mm-hmm. um, that like, I don't know, I, I, it's just and and because it is like you know it's the stuff that like we can debate and like you can enact a policy that would like help poverty mm-hmm. so like you do want to talk about that like but it i just think that be, the things that you can't enact a policy about like don't really end up getting discussed and that they're just sort of like uh going on in the background i don't know one of the big things you know i think is like a you know, like the average uh, quality of parenting that like your your typical citizen receives mm-hmm. is like tremendously important to determining a number of things and it's not sure. like people never talk about parenting but like i don't really think that they talk about it in like a you know as a causal mechanism and sometimes you know like cosby did you know but like i don't <laughs> yeah. i don't really agree with his takes like i'm not not saying like it never comes up but just I don't know. I, I I think that there's just a lot of things that uh, that can't be touched by policy. There's also things that like uh, just you know like parenting. Like you can't measure it. You know, like how would you ever come up with a fucking number that re- like you? I'm sure that uh, people have tried and have come up with something that they say stands in for like the, our best ability to measure mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But like anyone with any common sense can see it's total fucking folly like i have no idea sure. how good the other people like you'd have to be in literally every person's home yeah. um and like i don't know it just it just seems like the universe is so uh large and complicated and uh, incalculable that uh really just like fiddling around with uh pretty small stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. uh you know the, the people who claim to be talking about you know like uh all of the country you know like all of life it's actually a tiny slice of it i don't know what it, do you uh do you do you ever think about that uh do, do you uh do you agree with, uh, is what's, it what's so your is, take? is it is it you know is the question here you know is it a good is it a good uh use of your leisure time to uh you know fuck around with politics is that the basic gist <laughs> um, or should I mean, it I instead that, be like, a good parent <laughs> i think if it's a i think it's a good time like if, if i think anyone's like leisure time you know like if you're enjoying it like do it you yeah know? Like, no uh, yeah that would be my answer would be yeah, like hey yeah. you, if it's fun for you then go for it if it's not i wouldn't uh, like you say, there's a lot of, I, I don't even use my leisure time for it. I, I'm, I managed to make a full time job out <laughs> yeah. of it. But when, uh, when I'm done there, it's, I'm with the kids, you know, we, we go to the pool almost every day. We go to the beach. Like that's, that's what I do when I'm not, uh, you know, during the middle of the day. And I mean, my own trajectory, you know, I, uh, had an, I had an option when I was coming out of law school, I was offered a job at a think tank. The one uh, that I eventually got fired from that I was working on the side for a while, Demos. I was offered a job out of law school that they were going to pay me the same thing as the NLRB. And I looked at this and I was like, 
I could do much better work at the NLRB because we're working with people, you know, just processing their cases, trying to get help unions, help workers. That's like a much better use of your time than to write this policy shit, which very rarely does anything get enacted. You know, the bills are so hard to pass. That was my judgment call at that point in time. I end up getting shifted into policy because I lost my labor law job and then I did it full time. And then we also had this situation where this there was this opening with Bernie because, you know, I was making that decision in 2014. There was no Bernie, you know, on the map. So it was like, mm, what am I write policy to maybe get a sentence in some like fucking Hillary Clinton? Why, you know, that's just the most meaningless shit. But no, we've got Bernie and Bernie. He he needs a whole new set of experts because he doesn't want to deal with the other people. They don't want to deal with him. So, and I'm getting fired. So this is great, right? This is a perfect situation. I'll get my thing taken. It worked. Like we got three or four of our policies were literally just straight on his campaign website, <laughs> you know, directly copied by him. And then, you know, that all petered out. And now we're basically back to where we were when I made that decision in 2014 to say, I don't really want to do the think tank shit. I should go be a lawyer. Um, but uh, but you should still continue to donate to my think tank because it's <laughs> how I live. So please, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, the stakes, you know, until there's another opening, it's kind of, you know. Do you, do, would you have any interest? I, to, I hope this isn't too personal a question. Uh, but uh, if, like, you know, a lot, is, a lot of time has passed. Surely there's different people at the NLRB. Could I get back in it? Yeah, do you well, think they'd ever let you back in DC, it? DC, you know? Yeah, that's I'm true. Not, you know, the closest regional office to me would be in New York City or Boston. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm too elite to do regional work, you know? I only do <laughs> national work. So I'm not going back down into the trenches where I have to actually interact with the actually aggrieved people. You know, I just like to make my decisions from DC and shoot them out into the world. Mm. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Is but there I, no one else like that we could kind of be excited about? I would just like see if what, an opening came up you for know, you. you like, I'll, certainly... let, I'll let you know what some things I know, but that I can't put on here later. But uh, you know, for the moment, Biden's going to run again next time. You know, and so. he's, he's been unreceptive. They, I mean, everything we've seen says he's going to run again. Trump's going to run again. We're just going to get just, a rerun I mean, of that shit. Yeah, he oh, had a chance to shoot him straight. Yeah, no, they, no, no. They're <laughs> not interested in, in what I have to say. Only if you get pressed. It's only combative. That's the only way that I get any, any like person who's in power right now in Congress to do something is to put out something in the press where I'm like, this policy sucks and it's going to do this and this and whatever. And then, especially if the Republicans then pick it up and are like, oh, look, oh, there's someone pointing out that your policy is going to lead to this and that. Then they get real frazzled and they start trying to patch it up a little bit after saying I'm a liar. Um, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. And BBB, they put out this report, not to go through it all, but I had this problem with their child care plan. I put out a piece explaining the problem. I swear to God, the next day in Politico, fucking senators were on the record saying I didn't, I was fucking wrong, didn't know what the hell I was doing. They had all these other think tankers with these quotes in there. Within a week, they had changed the bill to re mostly resolve the problem. That was unrelated. It was. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this? I felt honestly briefly, for a brief moment, I was like, shit, did I get something wrong? Like... You know, because yeah. you're like, damn, I don't know. Like, would they really come out I mean, here and do this senator. to me? 
they're a sinner. There's these other think tankers, you know, I'm not, I don't know. Uh, everyone makes mistakes, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm reading their quotes. They don't really say anything. They just say I'm wrong. They don't explain why. So I'm going to stick to it. Um, but yeah, that's the only kind of impact I've been able to have since Biden has been in. It's just through bomb throwing and then <laughs> getting some reaction where they changed little bits and pieces. They also changed their paid leave plan based on a critique that I made about how it was going to, um, one of the ways they were doing the reimbursements to private insurers. It's real fucking boring, but they, yeah. they changed that. It didn't matter anyways. Yeah, Man yeah, Manchin and stripped and it all out. And I spent <laughs> yeah. a whole year like fixing these little problems and then they just fucking flushed it all out. The coal miners though. We did get, yeah, permanent funding of the black lung disability <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. So that's important. I mean, it is important, you know, to the, to the coal miners. So, you know, I love the coal miner. <laughs> There's um, like 60,000 coal miners left in the United States. I mean, yeah. for real. Yeah. Like, but I, but I, I want to ride for them. All 60,000. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I just, I guess, you know, back to trying to, to formulate the question. I just, I, I, I'm mainly interested in, in whether or not you accept the premise that uh, like uh, one of the things that caused me to think about this uh, is uh, there was an article in uh, the New Yorker about uh, they were in the I think it was in the 80s in Germany that uh, they had a program where uh, if there was orphan boys that they would uh, find a good uh, pedophile home to place them with. I read that. Yeah. 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 And so they were like uh, tracing like how this came to be. And uh, it's, you know, like the, the guy uh, who came up with the program was like one of the leading voices in like uh, childhood development in Germany at the time. And his whole thing was a reaction to the previous leading voices on childhood development in Germany that had rose, risen like in the period before the Nazis. Like that in their mind, like they're tracing it through of like, uh, you know, that this, this, this first wave of like how to raise children in Germany thing. And I'm sure there were many ways before that, but you know, first wave for in our story was, uh, like, <laughs> I think one of the recommendations was like, get a chair, put some straps on it. Your kid talks back, just put him in that chair until he doesn't talk back. Like just fucking strap him in the chair until he shuts the fuck up. <laughs> so if they are unloved, what if we could go to more love? <laughs> yeah, he's basically like it's the problem really was that like any of our desires of... were ever like sublimated, like ever denied. Because if they're denied, then they're going to be sublimated, and that's going to get expressed through other emotions elsewhere. Mm. Uh, most prominently, hate towards Jews. So like we, if if we if we desire to do anything and we say no, then like you know fucking it's uh, it's gonna go bad. Uh, but it was interesting to me, like just thinking about like tracing through because, you know, they, they're telling, you know, the his, the recent history of Germany through, you know, like what ideas the, uh, you know, the median parent had. Uh, and like, I don't know, uh, I find it somewhat compelling and like it's kind of hard because it, it's I'm, I'm asking you about it because it's the sort of thing that's like I'm saying, it's impossible to prove. Like you're never going to have like a paper where you're like you know what? We figured out exactly what the average parent was doing in their home in private with their children. And uh, this is, you know, but like it obviously does matter, you know, like, yeah, it, yeah. of course it had an effect on those kids. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, I mean, another way to put it is because policy mostly deals, at least the policy I focus on deals with the distribution of resources in one way or another, like material resources, income, wealth, whatever, schooling, benefits, all this kind of stuff. And is that, you know, 
what how significant is that ultimately like as a percentage of someone's happiness or well-being or whatever and i don't know you know the way i think earlier in my life i would have said it's a pretty big like maybe the biggest slice of it and part of that is you know I was poor <laughs> and I mean, I was doing, you know, it's weird now I look back and I'm like, actually, I mean, I wasn't really all that unhappy about, about it. And, you know, I just was like, this is kind of bullshit, you know, these other people. Um, but you know, as, as you get older and you meet more and more people, you see plenty of people who they had plenty of resources and they're having lots of problems, whether it's substances or, mental issues which might be downstream of abuse and whatever and you know that's and then you meet people who are not doing that well and nevertheless they have like a decent home life and they seem pretty pretty relaxed and having a having a good time so i don't know what, what percentage probably it's i don't know man 50 50 I, I have no idea what you would put the percentages on um, but for me, you know, I say, well, look, there's specific material problems that are solvable. And so let's go solve them. Yeah. And that's not maybe even going to get you halfway to where you want to get in terms of total happiness in society, but they're solvable. So like just, and you just got to pass a law and you solve them, you know? Yeah. So, and like, we're going to have, you know, like we're going to have a, a system of taxation. We're going to have a welfare state anyways. Why not like have the correct one that's going right. to get the most effectiveness out of it? Yeah, we got one in five kids growing up in poverty in Denmark. It's less than one in 20. And that's all just policy. That's yeah. all it is. I mean, you could, because you can see what it's like if you take away their policies. You can do these like little simulations with the whatever. And like, it's, they're basically as poor. Their kid, they have childhood poverty on par with us, more or less, if you take away all the benefits. So we know that's not good. There's a lot of bad things. Just experiencing yeah. it is bad. And it also has downstream effects. And it also can, contribute it has it contributes to abuse it contributes to stress that leads to violence you know it, it, yeah so these things are connected but you know i i guess you know the short answer is yeah no I, there are, i i can tell there are a lot of non-material inputs to happiness and uh that you know i don't know how you fix them run cultural campaigns i guess that's a raise awareness uh i don't know church for some people. Like. Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, to Jake's dad's point uh, that he wasn't actually making about uh, Ben Affleck, I, I, I feel like uh, that, you know, uh, movies are an underrated, like the idea that like it's just make believe and like this is something you do in your free time. So it's like fluffy and has no impact. Like, I don't know. I, I think that like they're they're putting ideas in your head and like what ideas in your are in your head is like going to definitely affect how you act. Like, I don't know, if, if we just had a lot of movies with uh, examples of good parenting, I think that would, like, have a positive, I don't know. Well, Hollywood tried, actually, in response to the rise in divorce rates by making every single movie released from, like, 1990. I felt like a fucking weirdo for having parents that were married. Well, it worked. It definitely worked in the opposite for me. I was like, yeah, see, this is everybody's... Everybody's sad. I'm just like Everyone's this boy like that lives this. in the jungle. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and there was not even just one about that. <laughs> People often confuse the two. Uh, there's, there's two actually. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of self-help media out there. I mean, that's by far that. more dominant than political media. So you know, people are out there uh, searching, and of course, that's that. That if you've seen that sphere. 
Ooh. <laughs> you can go all sorts of ways with that. Uh, you know, right wing or or more. Uh, I don't. I don't know if left wing is the appropriate <laughs> moniker for uh, you know being yeah, like my, kind and whatnot. <laughs> I, my my experience uh, was that uh, it was all less political than I thought. You know, like like I. What are you I, talking about specifically? What are you asking? Are you talking about Excel? No. Uh, when I was, uh, you know, working in the fucking self-help media. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know you. I, didn't, I had no idea that that yeah. was the, yeah. I never, but, really call, I never really thought of it in those terms. I was always trying to suss out, like, uh, like, like you know, someone like Dave Ramsey is a great example. Like, we're yeah, yeah. like, it's obvious okay. what the game is there. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I guess I don't and even th- notice him couching it that way. But it's been a while since I was in the Ramsey University game. But he makes no like uh, secret of uh, how much he thinks that Trump's got some great points. Yeah, I just been even conflating like wealth and self help. I I really thought that your general tenor of your position was like self help me make bank at my business, bro. Like it felt it did not feel very soft to me in the stances that. And we should probably just stop talking about this. It's fine. It is fine. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Part uh, of it's financial. Part of it is like relationships. Part of it is can be it, it goes into like gender roles. Like that's where I, I would think of when it goes right wing is they're like, oh, your issue is you're doing too much of this cucked Western gender roles. And if you became more of a masculine alpha man, then, you know, all these problems would resolve themselves and you stop feeling depressed and shit. <laughs> like there's a ton yeah. of media like that. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I was like eyeing every single person being like, so you're just saying all this to like lower your own taxes, right? And uh, they seem to think about their tax rate less than I thought that they did. So either they're good at hiding it or I, I think that like, I think that, you know, the people who like care passionately about politics are in political media. I think that like a lot of the ones in the self-help stuff uh, were, are just more like, you know, they don't think about it that much. They're like most Americans, that they don't give a shit at all. Yeah, I saw, uh, I'm sure you guys probably did too, that something I never really thought about is, because uh, we faced this issue at the ticket with regard to unpaid internships. Mm-hmm. And I always like really hated it and would try very hard to try to not make our intern pool so homogenous, but it was tough. Yeah. You know, I mean, even for me and you, you know. Like being able to work at a family business while I was making basically minimum wage. And I mean, you were doing the same thing. And I couldn't get like, I'll just flat out say minority candidates, but I really couldn't even get candidates who weren't all from like the same suburbs. Yeah. And it never really occurred to me until somebody put it all together. Like that just seemed unfair to me. And that's kind of as far as I took it. That part of the reason that uh, at least at least mainstream political media has such a hard time and does a shitty job covering things that actually matter is because uh, only a certain type of people can get into the business via in unpaid internships. Yeah. It's just weird. I don't know. I guess I'd never really put that together whenever you just see like the way that certain issues are talked about on television or written about. It's like, well, yeah, I, if no one has experienced this who's talking about it, um, that makes sense to me. I'd never thought to trace it back to the fact that 
you know, to get an internship, you kind of have to have parents who could sub- subsidize. Yeah, I don't that recall internship. anyone uh, during during like the time, like you know, I don't know, but I have no idea the hiring history of the last five to ten years. But during the time that you and I were like, you know, uh, on the road to a full time job at the ticket, I don't recall anyone who got one that didn't come up as an intern. And then, yeah, you like have to. It's not like it's less important in sports, I guess, right? Yeah, I'm not going to act I mean, like this you know, is the same thing as covering like like what's happening with in all areas, yeah. but yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, uh, yeah, I would, I would assume that, you know, uh, other media is similar. My last thing is just how much, uh, attention do you pay about like the full frontal, uh, sacking of our school boards down here? Well, I only get it from you guys. On okay. The, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the podcasts or any, you know, there was an NBC one or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was really good. Yeah, maybe um, I should listen to it. But also probably like I, I live 20 minutes, 15 minutes from that district. So it was a lot more interesting to me. You know, you know about the latest thing, TC? If it's not what you told me the last time you asked me that question, then no. No, this because this just happened. So there's something called Patriot Mobile. Type. You aware of this? <laughs> okay. That sounds like a cell phone shop. Well, uh, it turns out, let me see exactly how they describe themselves. <laughs> okay. Uh, Patriot, hold on. I, I don't want to see the full description here, so I had to click. Uh, Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Oh, good. Standing in support of religious freedoms, First and Second Amendments. And so on their website, I see here... Um, Getting started is easy. Coverage, plans, phones, bring your own device. And right below that, uh, Patriot Mobile celebrates today's announcement of Roe versus Wade being overturned. Okay. All right. It's the weirdest. Is cell phone related? Uh, you know, no. It's like the the Black Rifle Coffee Company, but <laughs> yeah. for phones. Yeah, yeah. And so what, what they the do is. What the fuck are these people doing? I it's really. I it's, love it. And they are, they're very, very involved around where I live. And they've thrown tons of money at school board candidates mm-hmm. i guess just their own they they get a pack and fund it up and they've been extremely successful they've taken over the south lake board they've taken over the grapevine colleyville board and uh as of last night signs saying in god we trust will now hang in carroll isd schools after being donated by a locally owned wireless provider mm. <laughs> Like it's a local business. Wrap your head around the sentence. What do they do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's only there's only three wireless networks, so they're operating on one of the three of those, right? So what's the? I mean, what's the value add? Why wouldn't I just go to Verizon or AT and uh, Like you know, it's just about like if you can feel like you're owning the libs by choosing your cell phone provider. That actually, as you talk it out, I think is extremely genius because yeah, yeah. Like there's things like like there's there's other provide like the there's there's the people who will buy the time on that network and then like resell like your Boost Mobile. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, why would anyone like uh, choose to do that? Whereas like this, like why would someone choose to do it? Because they're fucking got a hard dick about how. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not that different. Obviously, they need the. They're just scaling down what already happens. You know, and being more nakedly transparent about it because, like, AT&T is obviously donating to tons of candidates that, you know, 
contributed to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. These people are just like, no, yeah, we're fucking like drone striking letting the NSA with a rogue cell phone company. Switching yeah, exactly. Yeah. So apparently there was a state law passed last year that requires schools to display signs or posters bearing the national motto uh, in a conspicuous place, provided that the signs were donated to the school or bought with private donations. So the school can't put them up. However, they can let conservative Christian wireless company, Patriot Mobile, mm -hmm. donate the signs, and they are then required to put them up. Okay. Well, we're going to start uh, accepting donations now, and uh, Jake and I are excited to announce that by the end of the year, we aim to have an a la Akbar in every single school in Yeah, South I mean, Lake. is it a content neutrality thing? I mean, is that that's the only way it could make sense of it to me. If no, so they're going on a 1956 law that I guess has been reaffirmed by Congress uh, in God we trust. That, uh -huh. that is our official national motto of the United States. Okay. Apparently, this is it's probably something nobody thinks about. However, that doesn't mean even if you have to use those terms, you couldn't still have some fun with this. Why did they take it down in the first place? I guess is the question. I don't think they were up. Oh, they were just never up. Yeah, no so, one was thinking about this. So this like, was just a, a new. School. This was just a new initiative. Out. They were just like, hey, let's. How can we get the word God? Yeah, right. Somebody okay. figured schools. This. That that would be, dude. You, can you imagine how many libs we would own? Somebody just <laughs> had the word God yeah. in school. Yeah, I mean, I'm not thrilled about it. So I guess they got me. Done. You know? One there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a shit show. Hey, you guys want to go eat? Yeah. yeah. All right, we're done. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.